Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me, Emilio. It is Emilio, and uh, today we're going to uh, get at one of our white whales here on the podcast. Uh, we've uh, avoided uh, the subject for quite a while, but finally today we're going to come home and uh, talk about Boston College. This is one of our college all-time teams. Yes, we are, and... Um... Let's uh, jump right into it. Yeah, we're going to be using our conventional format where we uh, devise an all-time team uh, comprised of uh, Boston College players uh, based on what they accomplished in the NBA and ABA. We're going to start at center, followed by power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. And then we're going to give you a bunch of reserves. Uh, we'll fill out a, uh, a seven-man bench after uh, we get through our starters. So let's uh, let's get right down to business here. Mills, who'd you have at starting center on this Boston College all-time team? I know you might be mad at me for doing this, um, but I did have Terry Driscoll. Terry Driscoll, yes. He was a uh, big man who played uh, who in the NBA uh, who uh, attended uh, Boston College. Let's talk about him. Yeah, not a very prominent player. Definitely this this um, episode will focus on the guards, but um, this guy, I thought he had a solid career for a center. Um, played a bit in the NBA, or played mostly in the NBA, only played a few um, games in the NBA, I believe. Yeah, so a solid player. Yeah, only played 30 games in the ABA. A solid player, averaging 4.1 points per game for his career, 4.1 rebounds per game for his career, which is interesting. But um, put together a little bit of a career for himself, and um, I thought he was the best option here at center. Yeah, he didn't make my uh, starting lineup for this Boston College team, but as you mentioned, uh, there's really way more guard uh, players on the on this squad, uh, guys who would fit at guard spots or even at the three. Um, a little bit harder to uh, to find good uh, good bigs, and uh, Terry Driscoll did play some uh, power forward and center during his career. A local guy uh, from Winthrop, Massachusetts, uh, attended uh, Boston College and actually went to Boston College High School as well. Wow! And uh, taken with the uh, fourth overall pick in the nineteen sixty nine NBA draft by my uh, Detroit Pistons. Mm. Yeah, I mean, definitely maybe more of a power forward. But yeah, uh, notable. In six, uh, seven that uh, during his time at Boston College uh, named uh, MVP of the uh, NIT tournament uh, when he led uh, BC to the uh, the final against Temple. Ah. Did they win? Uh, no, they, they, they didn't win. But uh, he, he won. Yeah, I mean, he must, must have done pretty well uh, to, yeah. to get that uh, that honor in a uh, in a loss. His uh, number 51 retired by, uh, by Boston College. So when uh, when we're in the building next, I uh, can note uh, Terry Driscoll, his, uh, his number, I'm sure, hanging in the rafters. Yeah. I never wore 51 in the league, though. It's interesting. It's interesting, and uh, a little background noise there. Um, yeah, probably yeah. better not to acknowledge it. Yeah, um, 35, 17, and 7 in the league, or 51 in college. But, um, yeah, solid player, and I think he deserves a spot on the Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, kind of difficult to find centers. I went a different direction here. I went with a guy who played uh, a little bit less time in the league, Sean Williams, a more recent player. Yes, maybe a a little bit more of a center. Yeah, a little bit more of a center. 4.2 points per game, so one point better. 3.4 rebounds. Yeah, I mean, definitely definitely a more recent player, as you noted. But a solid player with the um, New Jersey Nets, Celtics, and Mavs. He only ended up playing eight games for the Mavs and three games for the Celtics. So 
definitely mo- mostly a New Jersey net. But yeah, a solid player in the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, taken with the uh, 17th overall pick in the 2007 NBA draft. So a guy I remember playing at, at Boston College in addition to uh, being in the league. I remember him being a big-time shot blocker. That was definitely his calling card uh, upon entering the league. I know uh, he blocked a ton of shots at, uh, at BC as well. He was a uh, leading shot blocker in the uh, Big East and ACC during uh, each of his two years at uh, BC. So, I mean, this guy was really uh, really swatting some shots. Yeah, once he entered the league, I mean, not a huge shot blocker, but in his first season, I mean, he did average over a block a game. This guy did actually wear 51 in the league. Good point. As we were talking about, um, Terry Triscoll worked at you in college, but not in the league. But, yeah. Uh, 6'10", uh, 235, and uh, went on to play in a bunch of locations uh, overseas after uh, leaving the NBA. And actually uh, had some uh, D-League honors as well. Uh, uh, All-defensive uh, first team two times, and uh, all-defensive uh, third team two times yep. in the D-League. Not bad. Uh, not bad. Yeah, I played one year in the league. What's that? One year in the D-League. Uh, one year in the in the D League, actually, I think played parts of uh, of multiple years in the D League. As you mentioned, only played uh, eleven games in that uh, 2011, 2012 uh, season. So played some in the uh, D League that year yeah. as well, I believe. Uh, worth mentioning that uh, he grew up in uh, in Arlington, Texas, uh, with a couple of half siblings. One of them being Miles Garrett, the uh, overall number one yeah. overall pick in the NFL. Yeah, the in twenty seventeen. I mean, and this guy's a beast. He's on the Browns, yeah. Wait, what is like a half? Half brother, like by marriage. I mean, like they're not blood related necessarily, but maybe like his father married Miles Garrett's mother or something along those lines. Oh. Uh, so, I mean, they, they grew up together. That's uh, it's pretty notable. Yeah. And uh, two professional sports players. Yeah, absolutely. Miles Garrett obviously ascending to a little bit uh, higher heights than uh, than Sean Williams, but uh, first round pick. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's keep moving here. Mills, who'd you have at power forward? I had Craig Smith. Craig Smith, Rhino, the Cookie Monster, and um, made the old rookie team. I think he was pretty clear-cut power forward for me. Um, the guy who I might have also had a power forward was definitely the small forward. Um, got over 10 points per game one year, um, 7.6 for his career. So um, the clear-cut power forward. And uh, 3.9 rebounds a game. It's just a solid player um, from 2006 to 2012. Yeah, he's uh, who I had as well at power forward. Uh, kind of a, a certain archetype of uh, power forward, uh, 6'7", 250, so sort of a more squat type. But a guy who definitely could create some space for himself under the basket uh, was was a factor on the glass, even though uh, you know not, not tremendous uh, rebounding numbers for his career. But, I mean, only played uh, about 17 minutes per game uh, during his time in the league. Uh, 403 regular season games, just 49 starts, uh, didn't uh, feature in the playoffs at all. So, uh, you know, kind of a regular season uh, guy and, uh, you know, didn't play for for great teams uh, during his run. But, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, bigs from Boston College. And he was certainly effective in college, uh, was uh, second team All-American in uh, 2006, uh, first team All-ACC that same year, and uh, was first team uh, All-Big East uh, 2004 and 2005 as well. So uh, really uh, got some accolades while he was in school. And, uh, you know, it's 36th overall pick, uh, high in the second round in the uh, 2006 NBA draft. Pistons just traded for the 36th overall pick. Uh, good point. Yeah, bringing in a little bit of uh, of, of uh, current basketball talk. Uh, we got the NBA draft uh, ready to kick off uh, tonight. 
or they're actually going to do the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Craig Smith, uh, that, that, that's who I had as well. I, I think he was a, a fair choice uh, here. Definitely uh, a, a guy who had an impact relative to the other bigs who attended Boston College. Yeah. The, I do want to mention about Craig Smith. If he played in the league today, he probably wouldn't be very good. Because now, I mean, he needed power forward to be able to shoot. And this guy didn't hit a three in his career. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's not great. Actually, uh, got one. Got one. Did, did hit one. One for 27, though. But I think your point stands. Uh, not, not really a guy who could stretch it out uh, to the long line. Yes, and I mean, only attempted 27s. Yeah, so uh, exactly that wasn't wasn't really Played a, a feature years. of his game. Who knows? I mean, maybe if he was playing in today's game, he would have uh, focused more in that area and, uh, and improved his shot. Uh, you know, not not a great free throw shooter though. So I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily anticipate he would be getting uh, much done from out there. Yeah. All right. So I had Craig Smith as well as I mentioned. Uh, let's move on to your three. Who'd you have there? I had Jared Dub. This is the guy who I thought I was going to have a power forward, but ended up moving down to small forward when I saw that um, Craig Smith was there. There was no clear cut small forward, so did end up going with Jared Dudley. This guy has had an extensive, long, solid career. I mean, got up over 12.7 points per game one year. Has definitely been playing for a while. Um, 904 career games, 286 started. Played a bunch with the Suns throughout his career, but um, recently with the Lakers, I don't think he's currently on a team. He's uh, actually currently an assistant coach uh, for the Mavericks, uh, coaching on uh, Jason Kidd's staff. Hmm, that's interesting. Didn't realize, I mean, he got into coaching real quick. He was playing last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely won a uh, won a title uh, down the end of his career as a member of the of the Lakers. But uh, a guy who, I mean, really carved out a great role for himself, uh, you know, during his uh, his years in the league, a 22nd overall pick in the 2007 NBA draft, a guy who had good, uh, you know, kind of swingman uh, wing size at a 6'6", 237. And uh, I definitely remember watching him in uh, in college. He had this uh, very unattractive uh, hairdo, in my opinion, but uh, he lost that some time ago. And, uh, and, and I mean, you, you got to respect what he was able to uh, to accomplish uh, hanging around in the league for as long as he did. 904 regular season games, uh, got himself into the into the playoffs late in his career as well. Got that ring. Uh, yeah, got that ring with, with the Lakers as a uh, as a bench piece. And I, I know he was a valuable member of that team, despite, um, you know, not a huge amount of contributions on the court. Uh, pretty limited at that point. And, you know, really a, a role player throughout his career. But yeah, I mean, he still played 45 games that year. Yeah, he played 45 games, and I mean, you know, you look at his, his three-point percentage, I mean, 39.3 for his career. I mean, that that's that's very nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cer- certainly a, a threat from outside, and, um, you know, a guy who uh, who really uh, made his name in, in college as well at BC during uh, during a good run for uh, for Boston College. Uh, consensus uh, second-team All-American in 2007, as well as uh, ACC Player of the Year. You got to appreciate that. For sure. I mean, ACC Player of the Year, you got some, got some good teams in that. For sure, you and see. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, as we mentioned, uh, moving on to uh, to the coaching ranks quickly. I don't think anyone would have been surprised by that, based on uh, the way he carried himself like, down the end of his career. That quick? Well, I mean, he kind of had like a semi coaching role, you know, his final couple of years, even in uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, I think you know he was having an impact on the team even without being on the court. I mean, sort of. Uh, you know, Udonis Haslam uh, type of, uh, of role where he Udonis Haslam is an assistant coach. Well, I mean, I, more so than, than Jared Dudley was. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, similar in, in the sense that he was operating in that capacity as he was getting down the end of his playing days. 
and then made this quick transition into uh, the coaching ranks. And we'll see. I mean, maybe he'll, uh, I mean, he's only 36 right now. I mean, he's going to turn 37 uh, shortly here. Uh, we might see him, uh, you know, continuing to coach or, you know, who knows what else he might do in and around the league. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see where his career ends up. Yeah, indeed. And uh, so I, I had uh, Jared Dudley at the uh, the three as well. I think yeah, he's a pretty clear cut uh, choice. Actually played the three a lot in his career, although he you know could scale up and down as uh, as needed uh, that versatile uh, size and uh, ability to defend multiple positions. Yes. All right. So let's move on here. Let's get to the get to the to the two meals. Who do you have there? I had Kevin Lahery. Uh Kevin Lahery. Yeah, I know you might not agree with this, but um. I certainly thought he deserved this spot over um, Reggie Jackson, who we'll talk about later. Um, he got um, 15.3 points per game for his career. I thought he was about one of the better options on this team. I mean, he got to 22.6 points per game one year. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. And, I mean, it didn't start very strong in his career, but um, really picked it up. With the uh, um, in '64, definitely an old timer, but um, played 755 games in the league. I feel like when we're looking at old timers, you don't see many that um, play that long. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, I mean, really uh, put up some impressive uh, scoring totals in his career. Uh, 15.3 points per game across that uh, long career for uh, Kevin Lawry, and a guy who attended both uh, Boston College and St. John's, where actually he finished up a. Uh, New York guy uh, attending uh, Cardinal Hayes High School in uh, in the Bronx, having been born in uh, Brooklyn, and uh, one of these uh, two draft guys uh, taken with the uh, 92nd overall pick by the Knicks in 1961, and the Pistons uh, taking him with the uh, 13th overall pick in uh, 1962, and that's where he began his career in Detroit. Yeah, uh, you might know him as uh, as Murph, if uh, basketball reference is uh, to be believed, and um, yeah, solid career on the court, and also. Uh, Made the transition to uh, off the court as well, where he uh, ended up uh, as a coach for quite some time. Yeah, head coach every year. Yeah, or not every year. One year where he was assistant. But, yeah, he was coaching for um, quite some time, from 72 to 95. And, um, yeah, definitely a solid coach. Um, two, two-time ABA champion as a coach. Um, then kind of. And you know who uh, was on his team those two seasons? Uh, talking about Dr. J. Yep. Uh, coaching Dr. J to uh, to two titles uh, in, in the ABA, and uh, you know, come uh, a little bit later in his career, in his uh, early forties, this guy, uh, Coach Jordan. Yeah, he sure did. I think he coached Jordan in his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, so that that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, getting in there at the beginning of uh, Jordan's uh, storied career, and also notable for uh, having taken over uh, the the Heat. As their uh, their, their second coach, yeah, I mean, just in their very very early days of uh, of their existence as a franchise. Yeah. So Kevin Lawry definitely uh, doing some cool things in his uh, in his career, and uh, you know, a whole bunch of different stops as a coach. Yeah, coached seven different teams. Yeah, it's impressive stuff out of uh, Kevin Lawry. Uh, he did not make my team, but I mean, certainly a, a strong contender here. Really, just a function of there being a bunch of uh, really strong guards. Uh, that attended uh, BC. Yeah. All right. So we should uh, transition to uh, my choice at, uh, at the two. I know you just mentioned this guy as well. And he's one of uh, one of your all time faves. Let's talk about yeah. Reggie Jackson. Yep. He's definitely one of my faves when he was on the Pistons. Um, you might not think of him as being born in Italy, but he was. 
didn't grow up in Italy. He grew up in Colorado. Gave you a trivia question about that uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Grew up in Colorado. But this guy, definitely a great player um, throughout his career. Started off with the, um, the Thunder and Ocarade, then got traded to the Pistons, and he turns it on as one of the better players on the team at that point. And um, averaging 13.1 points per game for his career. And uh, has been playing solid lately for the Clippers. I mean, still a current player and um, hopefully some more years to come. Yeah, I think so. He's definitely in the uh, Clippers' plans uh, for the upcoming season, I think. I mean, obviously they're hoping to uh, have a much improved season where they're uh, contending for a title with uh, the return of Kawhi and uh, Paul George, hopefully for an entire season. Uh, Reggie had more on his plate this year, I think. I mean, more of a focal point of the uh, of the offense. And, uh, you know, while he wasn't able to uh, make the Clippers a great team on the you know, back of his performance as a central piece, uh, certainly a guy who is capable of contributing at a high level in the league at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really impressive work. I mean, just to go over his uh, his career a little bit. I mean, starting out with the uh, with, with the Thunder, having been taken uh, with the 24th overall pick in the 2011 draft uh, out of uh, BC, of course. And uh, you know, starting at really as a bench piece, uh, transitioning to a uh, to a starting role uh, for. Yeah, I mean, really, with the Pistons, I mean, a full-time starter after having been uh, been dealt there in the 2014-2015 uh, season and um, really has, has continued to uh, thrive as, as a starter in a lot of respects uh, since then. For sure. I mean, getting up over 10 points per game for, I mean, all the rest of his seasons. Yeah, I mean, a, a guy who really, I mean, I, I think of more as a point guard uh, than as a two. I, I think he's played that role uh, through most of his career. But uh, obviously, as, as you mentioned, I mean, uh, it, it's hard, hard to get on these uh, on these teams at the point. And uh, certainly a guy who has played off the ball as well. Uh, I, I, an impressive run from uh, Reggie Jackson. and um, He scored 40 points in a game once. I feel like you would expect it to be higher than that. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly capable of getting really hot. Got um, 20 assists in a game. Yeah, I mean, some some pretty gaudy numbers from uh, from Reggie Jackson in his career. I mean, he's gotten up to seven threes in a game. I mean, definitely a guy who's capable of uh, putting it in. For sure. And dishing it, obviously. I mean, got, got, up, got up to eight turnovers in the game. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. uh, he's, he's been a central hub of, uh, of his teams in a lot of respects for a long time. So, I mean, it's not shocking to see some high turnover numbers in the mix there. Okay, uh, I think it's amusing that they have uh, Mr. June as one of his nicknames on uh, Basketball Reference. Oh, wow. I think that's a reference to uh, the other Reggie Jackson, the baseball player, uh, having his nickname be Mr. October. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, let, let's keep moving here. Uh, let's talk about your point guard. Now, we've been uh, dancing around this one for, uh, for quite some time. Mills, who's your point guard? I had Dana Barrows, and um, I um, go to his club, and... Um, one-time All-Star, won the most improved player in um, 94-95, and I've obviously met him before. Yeah, and so um, a fun fact is that um, his wife was um, one of my fourth-grade teachers. So, yeah. How about that? I mean, Dana Barros, I mean, uh, Emilio plays on his AU team, has for, uh, for a few years. Uh, obviously, someone who uh, is very near and dear to our hearts. I mean, has a beautiful club in, uh, in Stoughton, Massachusetts. Uh, five courts. It's uh, it's fantastic, and he's uh, he's very involved in in the club. And uh, I mean, look, this guy. I mean, he's a local guy, obviously. I mean, uh, you know, born in Boston, went to uh, high school uh, in Westwood. I mean, a place that's you know pretty close to to where we live. We drive past there all the time, and uh, of course, attended uh, Boston College as well. 
a guy who uh, began his career in, uh, in in Seattle before moving on to uh, to the Sixers and then uh, bringing it back home to Boston for five years. Uh, where, where were you born now? Yeah, I mean, just when he was on the Sixers, he, he was an all-star and got over 20 points per game. Yeah, he had uh, one one all-star season, which is, uh, just, I mean, just phenomenal. And I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy who's 5'11", 163. I mean, he's listed at uh, during his career. I've stood next to this guy. You've stood next to this guy. He's not a big man, but he's a big-time shooter. He sure is. And uh, 41% from three for his career, and this is in a time where wasn't many threes taken. And, yeah, I mean, 22nd all-time in three-point field forms. Yeah, I mean that really uh, says. I mean, says a tremendous amount about uh, about Dana Barris as as a player. Fifty first all time in free throw percentage as well. So I mean, this guy could really, really shoot it. I mean, forty one point one percent on three balls for his career. Yeah, that is absolutely outstanding. Uh, of course, his uh, his number three retired at uh, at, at Boston College. Uh, he's got that number three all over the gym at the uh, the Dana Barris Basketball Club, and uh, truly a, a a phenomenal player. I know uh, he also won uh, uh, Most Improved Player that uh, All Star season of his in uh, 94 95. So, uh, pretty impressive there. Yeah. And uh should also mention uh, Dana Barris's uh, career high in, in points. I mean, I, again, th- this man is 5'11. And he scored 50 points in a game. He scored 50 points you in a really game. You should really watch the highlights of that. Yeah. He was going against Hakeem in that game. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Pretty crafty. Yes, indeed. And uh, I believe he had uh, the longest streak uh, for uh, consecutive games with, uh, with with three-pointers made as well. I believe it was uh, 89 games, uh, which I know it was a mark that he held for quite some time, obviously been surpassed by the likes of uh, Steph Curry. And uh, there's been a lot more three-point shooting in the game since uh, he retired after the uh, 2004 season. But um, obviously one, one of the great shooters of his era and certainly one of the great uh, players from uh, from this area. Uh, of all time. Yes, for sure. Uh, where we're recording it. Uh, I mean, again, just under six feet tall to last in the league for uh, 850 regular season games over 14 years. What a career from the great Dana Barros. Yeah. The uh, human dynamo, if uh, basketball reference is to be believed. I think it is. All right. So he was my choice as well at the, uh, at the point. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, discuss some other players. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Let, 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 good point. Let, let's run down our, our starting lineups here before we move on. Um, I had center Terry Triscoll, power forward Craig Smith, small forward Jared Dudley, shooting guard Kevin Lardy, and point guard Dana Barros. And I had uh, center Sean Williams, power forward Craig Smith, small forward Jared Dudley, shooting guard Reggie Jackson, and point guard Dana Barros. So we'll be back in just a moment. Now we're back to uh, continue our conversation of uh, Boston College players. Uh, based on how they performed in the NBA and ABA. Let's talk about who else we have on our benches here. Uh, Mills, who'd you have next? I had, of course, Reggie Jackson. Uh, on your on your bench? Yep, that makes sense. And uh, let, let, let's move on to players. Uh, who's the first guy we haven't talked about who you got on your bench? Today? I had Michael Adams on my bench. He's let's get into Michael Adams, yeah. We brought him up, I think, in a recent episode. What was it? Yeah, we were talking about the uh, 1985 draft. Yep, and um, brought up this guy. I mean, was a solid player and just had a phenomenal season in 90 10.5 assists, 26.5 points, and he was just filling it up that season. 
But, I mean, didn't do much. I mean, I mean, he was a good player in the other seasons, but just not as good in, in those other seasons. So, he didn't quite make the team the squad, but it was tough to keep him out. Definitely not. Definitely better than some of the guys, the bigs on uh, on my squad. Yeah, just up against Dana Barros at the uh, the point, hard to kind of fit him in there uh, around um, the likes of uh, Dana Barros, Kevin Laurie, uh, Reggie Jackson. But a guy who had a really good career in his own right, as you mentioned, he had that one phenomenal season, uh, got an all-star appearance as well. Uh, really kind of similar to Dana Barros in some respects and that he's a little guy, uh, just 5'10", 162. Also a, a New England guy. I mean, uh, born and uh, went to high school in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, taken with the uh, 66th overall pick in that 85 draft. Um, interestingly, as well, I mean, in terms of the comparisons between him and uh, Dana Barros, despite not being nearly as good of a three-point shooter, only 33.2% in his career, actually also held the, the the mark for most consecutive games with a three-pointer on point. That is very interesting. Pretty yeah. wild. Had a 79-game streak. What surpassed, did Dana have? Surpassed by Dana's uh, 89. Wow, so these guys these guys were very similar. Yeah, I mean, uh, similar in many respects. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, not quite as proficient on the uh, on the three ball as uh, as Dana, but also a guy who could definitely fill it up despite his uh, relatively small stature. For sure, uh, definitely um, impressive. Uh, also went on to uh, to coach as well in a number of different settings as an assistant in the NBA, uh, coach in the uh, WNBA as well, in addition to uh, being a high school coach. And his uh, number 23 retired at Boston College. Uh, I mean, so, is Dana's retired at Boston? Yeah, Dana's number three is retired as well. Nice. Yeah, he definitely uh, deserves that honor. Uh, notable as well, I mean, she just mentioned before we move off uh, Michael Adams, uh, 44th all-time in assists per game, 52nd all-time in steals per game. Some pretty impressive uh, placements yeah, for Yeah, th- uh, this guy is definitely like a, like a quick guard type. No question about it. Yeah, definitely very similar to Dana. I totally agree. So I had uh, Kevin Lockery on my bench as well in the uh, in the you know kind of second man on the bench spot. Uh, let's talk about uh, who we have uh, from there. Who do you have next, Mills? I had Howard Isley. Yes, I, I did as well. Let's talk about this guy. Yeah, this guy is um, a solid player. I, I remember playing with him in video games. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, he um, he was a solid player. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely played a long time in the league. Um, played from '94 to 2006, so got like a 12-year career in there. Um, yeah, I mean, 6.5 points per game for his career. I mean, less than a steal per game. So I might have a few steals. 3.5 assists per game, and just a solid player for those Jazz teams, especially what I think of him playing as. But definitely got around the league for sure. Also played in the, playing in the playoffs, which with mostly the Jazz there, helped them um, in that playoff run. You get to a finals as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he had some success with the Jazz. Yeah, an, an impressive player. I mean, I, I think of him uh, mostly as a reserve guard, I think primarily with those uh, Jazz teams. Uh, 786 regular season games, 167 starts, so predominantly a bench player. But uh, 88 uh, postseason games, 79 of those with the Jazz. Uh, backing up John Stockton on uh, those uh, Stockton-Malone 
Jazz teams. A uh, guy who uh, was taken with the uh, 30th overall pick in the uh, 94 NBA draft out of Boston College. He's a uh, Detroit guy. Uh, he's from that area. And is now um, assistant coach in the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, absolutely. Coaching under uh, Juwan Howard at Michigan. Um, also, I mean, was a, uh, an assistant coach in the NBA uh, in a couple of different spots with the Clippers, Wizards, and uh, Knicks in uh, the past decade. So a uh, guy who's continued to uh, hang around the NBA in a uh, variety of capacities. For sure. Um, all right, let's take a, a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Let us speak now of uh, John Bagley, who I know you had on your bench. I had him on mine as well. Let's talk about this guy. Yeah, John Bagley um, playing in the um, – in the 60s, or no, 80s, sorry, um, got over um, 11 points per game, got to 12 points per game, 8.7 for his career, had a solid length career, 665 games, 401 started. Yeah, just a solid career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you get to up to 401 starts in the league. You definitely made uh, made an impact. Uh, Taken with the uh, 12th overall pick in the 1982 NBA draft, also a uh, New England guy, and uh, known as uh, Bags. Yeah. Uh, six footer, 185 uh, pounds. And uh, yeah, I mean, nice, uh, nice length of his uh, career in the league. A guy who had a lot of success in college as well. I mean, Big East Player of the Year in 1981. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to get Big East Player of the Year. I didn't, I mean, Boston College, in this episode, they played Big East and ADCC. Yes, uh, if you were uh, wondering about um, us, us mentioning both those places, made the transition uh, in the early 2000s uh, from the Big East to the ACC. But a notable player, I mean, as mentioned, uh, the 12th pick overall in the 82 draft. So, I mean, if you're getting taken there as a six-footer, you've done a pretty good job in college uh, establishing sure yourself. Have. Got to mention this, too, about uh, about him. Uh, number 54, uh, retired by uh, by Boston College. But also, uh, in the uh, 1987 season, as a member of the Nets, hit a 75-footer at the buzzer of the first quarter. Wow. That's quite the heat. It certainly Wait, is. Where, where, how long is the court? Uh, it's 82 feet. That's like nine feet past the other baseline. Uh, is that right? Let me, let me check this. Uh, I, I don't want to give us the, uh, wrong information there. I think that's right. 94 feet. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably like free throw line or like opposite three point line. Uh, yeah, somewhere near there. Yeah. Three point line. I mean, that's yeah, quite that's the heave. That is certainly is quite the heave. Uh, so pretty impressive work from uh, from John Badley on that uh, that one shot. Yeah, and number retired for Boston College. Yeah, fifty four. Uh, I mean, another one who didn't wear fifty four in the league. I'm stuck with five. Uh, good point. Yes, yeah, st- stuck with five at, at every stop along the way. Uh, I got to mention this too about John Badley. Sixty uh, fourth all time in uh, assists per game. It's not bad. That's uh, not bad at all. So I had John Bagley on my squad as well. Let's talk about uh, who else you have on your bench there. I have, let's see, I have Sean Williams on my bench. You know, I mentioned him. I have Jimmy O'Brien. Jimmy O'Brien, yes. he's uh, He just missed the cut for uh, for me, but certainly had uh, had an impressive career as well. Let's talk about him. Yeah, Jimmy O'Brien, um, 5.9 points per game for his career, um, 4.1 assists, and um, just a solid player. Played in the ABA for, um, for four years, and um, – did some solid work. Yeah, just uh, 5.9 points per game over the course of his uh, his 303 games there in the ABA. 
uh, really wrapped up his career, his playing career by the time he was uh, 24 years old. So, uh, you know, didn't didn't last for for too long. I uh, got to mention, born in uh, Brooklyn and uh, went to high school in Queens, uh, St. Francis Prep, uh, area I know well in Queens. But really, um, made a bigger mark on uh, on basketball in the uh, in the college ranks as a coach. Yeah, um, coaching for uh, Saint, Saint Bonaventure, Bonaventure yep. Boston College, and um, Ohio State. Yeah, as well as uh, Emerson, my uh, my alma mater, where he uh, coached from uh, 2011 to uh, 2014. Yeah, so uh, definitely got into the coaching front with college as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a coach at places like uh, Boston College. I mean, obviously, we're, uh, we're we're talking about today for uh, eleven years. Ohio State, as well as Ohio State. I mean, that, those are some pretty highfalutin jobs in, yeah. uh, in the college ranks. So, I mean, okay. really, really, uh, some impressive achievements on the coaching front from uh, Jimmy O'Brien, uh, also known as uh, Jim. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. No, no, really, really not a surprise. Uh, so, as I mentioned, Jimmy O'Brien uh, just missing the uh, missing the cut for me. But uh, I, I went with um, on my bench the man John Garris. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this guy. Yeah, John Garris. Um, all right. So I'm upset that you had this guy on your bench. Well, he he only played 33 games, but I mean he put up some pretty impressive numbers uh, during he had that time. Four points a game. Yeah. Which is not terrible. Yeah. 8.1 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Still does not deserve to make this Tell me why you put him on Steve. Well, I was impressed with his uh, with his rate stats, honestly. I mean, his uh, his PER checking in at uh, 18.5. I mean, you, you got to like that. I wonder what his per 100 possessions is. Well, I mean, you know, it can be... Uh, 24.2 points per game. Per uh, 100 possessions. But, I mean, if you look at his per 36-minute numbers, I mean, 17.7 points per game, 10.4 rebounds. I mean, 1.1 steals. Uh, Point eight blocks. I mean, he's putting up some numbers, but he only played one season. Yeah, I mean, not not as long as he would have liked. I mean, uh, you know, I might have been slightly influenced by the fact that when he took the court with the uh, Cavaliers during that eighty three eighty four season, he was wearing number fifty five. Yeah, and um, well, he did score twenty points in a game once, which probably got his average up just. To- yeah, I mean, I, I I thought you know, despite the brevity of his career, uh, some impressive uh, things you could say about John Garris, uh, taken with the twenty uh, seventh overall pick in the eighty three NBA draft, and a guy who attended multiple colleges, also attended Michigan. Yeah. And uh, Do you know what another you New England guy. He played uh, two years at each of uh, Michigan and Boston College. Where did you graduate from? Boston College. Attended Boston College before making his way to the NBA. All right, let's get to the uh, last guy on your bench. I had Bob Carrington. All right, now you're going to have to tell me why you picked this guy. Well, he averaged 8.2 points per game for his career. Mm-hmm. He played two years in the league. He actually played 21.8 minutes a game. He played 82 games in um, two years. And I think he has um, – I mean, he was just solid. Yeah, did some solid work. I I agree. I mean, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, eight point two points per game, as you said, uh, taken with the uh, seventy, excuse me, the twenty uh, eighth overall pick in the nineteen seventy six NBA draft. A uh, local guy as well, uh, born in Brookline, uh, high school in, uh, in in Braintree at Archbishop Williams, and uh, obviously attended Boston College. Uh, it's a shame he never got a chance to uh, suit up for the Celtics. 
Yes. Really complete the uh, the, the Boston uh, basketball experience. I mean, he got to play in England, or not New England, um, New Jersey. In uh, New Jersey, yeah. So not 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 too too far away. Uh, Bob Carrington um, also yeah. played in the uh, the Western Basketball Association at one point in his career. So uh, was around when uh, there were some more pro uh, basketball leagues in the mix. Yes, playing in sevens. Yes, indeed. All right, so uh, let, let's keep talking about uh, about these guys. I wanted to mention, uh, I think the last guy on my uh, my bench here, I had uh, Jay Murphy. You also had Terry Driscoll. I had Terry Driscoll. Well, I mean, we, we had mentioned uh, Terry Driscoll earlier in the, uh, in the episode. Yes, he's on my bench as well. But let's talk about Jay Murphy. Jay Murphy, um, again, don't know really why you put him on the bench. Well, Jay Murphy, uh, 67 uh, regular season games in his career. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, just a role player. A role player, exactly. That's well, well put. Uh, the um, 31st overall pick in the 84 NBA draft. Think about that. That was this second round. Uh, yeah, that's right. Second round uh, back in 84. And, Wait, it's um, actually the second round. Uh, the uh, 31st overall pick, yeah. Now it's the first I thought, pick I in thought the uh, second round. The 37th overall pick, or the 31st, I thought it was the 7th round, 31st overall. Well, one thing you got to give this guy credit for is that his son was drafted in the 2013 NBA draft. Did his son, that? Eric Murphy. Uh, I'm not sure if he played. Let's uh, let's let's dive into uh, Basketball Reference. Uh, shout out Basketball Reference. Yes. To find out he did. He played 24 games in the league. So this is a multi-generational uh, Murphy situation going on here. Yeah. Might be still in the G League. Uh, pretty impressive, yeah. That was only 2013-2014. Uh, very unlikely he's still in the G League, but I guess it is uh, It is possible. Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, i got to mention as well, I mean, this guy, uh, first team all Big East, second team all Big East uh, during his uh, his time at BC. So, uh, so some impressive uh, moments in college for uh, for, for the great uh, Jay Murphy. Uh, Mills pointing out that uh, there's a picture of him on his uh, Wikipedia page, uh, shout out Wikipedia uh, alongside, I mean, so, these are some of the greats. I mean, Dana Barrows, John Bagley, and uh, Michael Adams. Uh, John a Jay of Murphy. BC oh, alums. Yeah. And he, he himself is Jay Murphy. I mean, yeah, can't top that. Yeah. Uh, so I also wanted to mention uh, we, we had mentioned uh, Jim O'Brien as a uh, as a coach of uh, Emerson. Also wanted to mention Bill Curley. Now I remember yes. this guy getting uh, getting drafted. He was drafted by my Pistons in uh, the 1994 NBA drafts. So this is early in my run as a uh, Piston fan, so I certainly remember. Then taking him with the uh, 22nd overall pick that year, a uh, local guy as well. Went to a uh, high school in uh, Duxbury. I think he still lives down there yep. and operates uh, uh, classes and clinics and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Now, maybe you should put this guy on your bench because he actually played for <laughs> five years and he averaged 2.7 points per game. And I would have found that just a tad bit more realistic. Well, he uh, he was pretty disappointing as, as an NBA player. I mean, from a Pistons fans' perspective uh, at that time, obviously didn't contribute much to the Pistons. 53 games with them in his rookie season before uh, moving on. He missed a couple of seasons there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, worth mentioning as well, he is the current coach at Emerson College. Oh, nice. Bill Curley. So, uh, yeah. A lot, lot of Emerson. Yeah, a lot of Emerson in this episode. And uh, pretty cool that he's gone on to uh, to coach in the area after um, you know obviously having so much success coming out of uh, this particular region. All right. Also, want to mention before we uh, before we wrap up this episode, uh, Troy Bell. Now, this guy had a, a very brief uh, NBA career, uh, must admit, but uh, he was really really good in college. I mean, yeah, his, his number retired. His numbers retired by Boston College, and uh, 
I mean, he was nice. He, this is a six foot one, one hundred eighty pound guy. I was drafted sixteenth overall in two thousand three. Clearly too. a disappointment in the league. Yes, definitely a uh, disappointment in the league. But uh, yeah, I mean, a guy who was really uh, phenomenal in college. I mean, uh, consensus second team All American uh, two times, Big Big East Player of the Year twice. Wow. Uh, three time All Big East. I mean, uh, defensive player of the. I mean, excuse me, Big East Player of the Year twice. I mean, that, that's very rare. Only a couple of guys have ever accomplished that, and we're talking about. Troy Murphy, who I know, I mean, maybe not as well remembered, but I mean, he was a really good player on uh, Notre Dame. Richard Hamilton, Patrick Ewing, and uh, Mully. I mean, so you're talking about some great players. I would say. So uh, Troy Bell, uh, you know, among their uh, their ranks, even though he obviously did not get it going in the NBA at all, only six regular season games. And, Two uh, Troys. Yeah, a disappointment uh, on that front for sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, is there anybody else you want to uh, you want to get to on this episode before we wrap things up? So. All right, so we'll uh, we'll leave it there, and uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, for listening to this episode of uh, Barnard's on the NBA. We'll uh, be back with another one before too long, and uh, if you want to uh, reach out to us uh, in the meantime, you can uh, do so at uh, Barnard's on the NBA at uh, gmail.com or uh, hit us up on Twitter at Barnard's on NBA. Yeah. Bye.